SBS Radio. Dr. Jared Thomas is an Akana person of the Southern Flinders Ranges in South Australia. He's a research fellow at Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Material Culture at the South Australian Museum and the University of South Australia. Dr. Thomas is also an award-winning author, writing mainly for young adults. Some of his titles include uh, Sweet Guy, Calypso Summer, Songs That Sound Like Blood, and a series on party meals. And we are catching up today to explore his latest book, My Spare Heart, a book that follows the story of 17-year-old Fabe. Before we dive into this book, welcome to NITV Radio. Thank you very much for uh, for having me this afternoon. Yeah, My Spare Heart is not uh, yet another book for young adults. It's a book that's so powerful, it dispels some myths and uh, misconceptions about uh, alcohol addiction. You know, I do write for young adults, but I think this uh, this book's relevant for, for many people. And as you said, it's, it's set in South Australia, and quite deliberately it's set in a wine region of South Australia. The book deals with Phoebe, the central character's um, uh, the difficult that she, difficult tea that she's having in coming to understand her mum's drinking issues. For many of us, unfortunately, we we do have friends and family that are may have a problematic relationship with alcohol. So with this book, I really wanted to focus in on that. It's not so much an exploration of the life of an alcoholic, but the life of someone trying to make sense in this case, their mother's uh, problematic relationship with alcohol. When dealing with alcohol addiction, uh, usually the, the focus is on uh, uh, the addict themselves, the impact on uh, that alcohol has on their life that uh, often ends in dramatic circumstances. But in uh, My Spare Heart, you depict the struggle that Fabe goes through as she's affected by mom's alcohol addiction, what at the same time navigating two worlds, her Aboriginal and uh, non-Aboriginal heritage, and uh, the complex issues of um, alcoholism? You know, there's so, there's so many of us who are of uh, mixed heritage, and um, in this instance, I wanted to show that, you know, that there's a lot of myths um, associated with Aboriginal people and drugs and alcohol. And I wanted to challenge them. So in this instance, it's Phoebe's mum, who's non-Aboriginal, who has the the problematic drinking. Um, So that was quite deliberate. And also I wanted to show that problems relating to alcohol are so widespread amongst our community and often a little bit invisible. And I think for young people, if they don't see see a person who's kind of in the gutter drunk they have a hard time kind of understanding, you know, how, how alcohol functions in their life. Faye battles her mom's alcoholism while at the same time she's dealing with the parental issues at an age also where she really needs the presence and support of her both parents. That's it. Like her mom's Bronwyn in the story, she's been, uh, you know, a high-functioning person. So she's quite a successful woman. We enter the story where the wheels are starting to fall off for her. And for Phoebe, um, seeing her parents having recently gone through a separation, she really needs both of her parents and that support to feel safe. But we enter that period in Phoebe's life where she certainly doesn't feel safe 
and she enters a state of, of anxiety and depression. So the things that used to come easy to her, everything just feels so hard. Phoebe acknowledges this and she wants some help. She wants to move out of that state of anxiety and depression. Yeah, this is um, an issue for many. Feb really needs support, but how do you cope when uh, the people you're supposed to lean on, your pillars of support are crumbling and have become completely unreliable? I think that's what I wanted to get. That is the heart of this story, that alcoholism has a tremendous impact on the people around the alcoholic. So the alcoholic is often oblivious that they have an issue. Um, that is that is part of the, the addiction. So, yeah, I really wanted to show that sense of um, confusion for, for a young person who's living with or associated with an alcoholic. And I believe, yeah, there's so many people, unfortunately, uh, universally, that may have a friend or a family member or a community member that has an has an addiction issue uh, that impacts on their their interactions with that person, and then also their their personal safety. And what I mean by that, sometimes it's physical, but most often it's it's emotional safety. And as we were saying, Fabe is navigating modern life family issues with uh, separation, uh, balancing emotional issues related to that, uh, her new livelihood in the new school. But most importantly, alcohol addiction is all around her as she's at that stage in her young life uh, when young people start uh, themselves experimenting with alcohol and other substances. But still, she comes out as a grounded person with her own coping mechanism as inadequate as uh, they may appear to be. She's 17, and um, so she's, yeah, she's starting, and she's in a new community, so it's a different type of peer pressure, and she wants to fit in. And, you know, she's a, she's a quite, uh, she has been a really confident character, so she loves basketball, um, she's very good at it, she's quite academic, um, she's also really grounded in her culture, in her Aboriginal culture. So she has been quite a confident person. And then I guess it's she is trying to she's trying to deal with the the issue of her mum's drinking. So uh, is her father and her stepmother, and to a lesser degree her her grandmother and some of the friends around her are try, trying to support. I guess one of the reasons I wrote the book is. As adults, it's hard for us when we're faced with a challenge to know where to get help. Some of us might read something. Some of us might have fortune to see a good counsellor, a specialist to get assistance. So with Phoebe and her family, they don't really know where to start to get help. And they have a lot of ideas and theories, but none of those things are actually helping them to move forward. In the, in the book, I don't really resolve that issue. It's not like there's a magic wand that's waved and everything becomes completely better. But what we do see is Phoebe and her family get the right type of support to help them get through that moment um, on the road to recovery. And I know that sounds odd because it's not about the recovery of the alcoholic. It's about the recovery of the family member who is, who is living um, with the alcoholic.
Yeah, you didn't quite close uh, the story. One feels that uh, the story could have ended in so many different ways. It is such a rich and multi-layered modern story that in my view is good for uh, a sequel. Are you planning for a sequel at all? I'm not, I'm not sure. At this stage, I'd say no. Um, but I think, you know, I think the book, hopefully the, the book does what I set out for it to do, which is to really help people understand, you know, the impact of drinking on family members and ways to kind of gain support. I also really wanted to show the importance of, of culture as a strength young Aboriginal people to deal with a myriad of problems in their lives and you know going back to that as well um, how does Phoebe how does Phoebe cope one of the things is she she loves basketball and it's her love of sport and participation and support which is one of the things that helps her also to deal with those issues um, I think exercise just plays a, a huge role in dealing with uh, pressures, anxiety, depression, etc. Phoebe's character is so well developed. Uh, are you a dad of a teenage of a teenage girl yourself? Uh, just to be able to build such a true to life character. <laughs> yep, I've got. I have three daughters. Three daughters, and yeah, you know, as a parent, see see my kids move through a whole range of things as is you know life that's what happens where we're met with different challenges and um yeah you know there's a lot of discussion amongst our family about um yeah keeping ourselves happy not only physically but but mentally so i guess yeah you know some of the things that i'm communicating through this book are are yeah they're things that i've seen my daughters have to contend with yeah, only a parent would have a good grasp of what teenagers really go through. You, you depict very, very well the way teenagers communicate through text messages and uh, their behaviours. All this shines through brilliantly from uh, the perspective of um, a teenager's parent. Yeah, I should, um, yeah, maybe my eldest daughter Tilly should get, get uh, receive some income for this book because, yeah, I have checked during the writing of I've checked in with her a lot and her friends and just talking about, you know, how, to, how does communication occur, what's kind of um, trendy within popular culture, etc., so that the book has a real relevance and a, and a reality to it. Yeah. Another issue you kind of uh, touch on in the book is about cultural safety because Fabe is the only Aboriginal kid in her school and she experiences some quite an quite nasty aspects of uh, racism, especially coming from uh, one of her schoolmates. Yeah, look, uh, I think um, we've certainly moved a long way as a nation since I was, since I was a, a kid going to school, but unfortunately, racism is really still very prevalent. You know, I wanted to show how what is sometimes um, considered innocent uh, comments are hurtful and the, and the impacts of, of those types of comments. So in part, this book is how how comments made towards Phoebe, and she's the only Aboriginal kid in the school, um, how it can be hurtful and how it just compounds uh, the other things that are happening in her life. Yeah, if uh, we didn't know about uh, Phoebe's uh, Aboriginal heritage, well, 
she fits in very perfectly just like any other kid uh yeah so she does <laughs> she has does have that nemesis in in matilda i show you how that racism from matilda is learnt but also with matilda it's coming from it's partly coming from her struggles as well so with matilda she's she's having to work really hard her her home life is pretty tough and she takes that out uh on on phoebe so phoebe's just this kind of soft target for matilda's um aggression um so yeah just again you know like uh, unfortunately there is a lot of bullying racism that happens in our society and uh just wanted to depict these things within within this particular book and that's why I can't help but call for a sequel because there's so many issues that you touch on that you could develop just as brilliantly in a follow-up book. Yeah, thank you. And I, I am writing another novel at the moment. I guess some of the, yeah, lots of the issues that I touch on in my spare heart, particularly around racism, will be the focus of this, this next book. And now, why the title, My Spare Heart? Where did this come from? <laughs> um... Okay, I was actually it, it was it was by fluke actually. I was um on a plane flying to the US and um or between Canada and the US and I was listening to a Courtney Barnett song on the radio and I thought that in one of the, the lyrics she said my spare heart. And I just thought, wow, that's a really interesting concept um having kind of like a backup heart, like a backup battery. And uh, in relation to dealing with a loved one that has a an addiction problem, because it is a mental health issue in most cases, um, and it's very complex, and you need to have a lot of compassion for that person who is who is um, who is experiencing the issue. So for me, it was about Phoebe, the character, at times having to rely on her spare heart. Um, to maintain a good relationship with her mum. So, yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> it was a funny thing. Just I went back through the Courtney Barnett songs yeah. later and I could not find uh, that lyric, My Spare Heart. But, yeah, that's where the, the title initially came from. Yeah, there's also another song in the book uh, that's it. Uh, that fits in very well time after time by cindy Lauper. well this song really fits in very beautifully yeah so time after time um it's about hope and phoebe's mother repetitively lets her down in the book she's been someone who's been very she's she's been able to rely on she looks up to as a role model and all of a sudden her mother isn't meeting these commitments um, she's not rocking up to her basketball game, etc. And um, so for me, it was like, um, yeah, just looking at that time after time, either being let down or actually being there for you. And I can't give away too much about the story, but um, yeah, that Cindy Lauper song. I'm, I'm a child of the '80s, and a lot of my work incorporates music. So Sweet Guy, my first novel, um, was inspired by uh, Paul Kelly's song sweet guy uh calypso summer was inspired by reggae music and i i i wrote i spent time writing that book in in jamaica um songs that sound like blood is a entire entire song uh, a book about australian music particularly aboriginal music music yeah it's a, it's a common theme 
feature within a lot of my my fiction writing. Yeah, music is obviously one of the things that really supports Phoebe's character. But the most important thing in her life, something that really keeps her grounded, is basketball. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about basketball and its role in um, a situation like Phoebe's? I started writing My Spare Heart, and um, it was always going to have basketball included in it because. The story for me, it started when I was uh, at the U.S. National Book Festival in the U.S. And thinking about the importance of sport again and, uh, you know, that basketball being one of the dominant sports in America. And during that time, I was asked to work on the book series Game Day with Patty Mills. So, yeah, had that wonderful experience working with Patty. And, of course, Patty has gone on to phenomenal things, uh, moving from the San Antonio Spurs to the Brooklyn Nets and and uh, having a you know great season and also winning the the uh, bronze medal Australia's first medal in the basketball um, you know Paddy is an incredibly determined man uh, he's one of the most determined people I've ever met and he's just loved by by Australians and particularly Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander people so for me I wanted to kind of show the way that role modeling can work in a young person's life and phoebe you know she, she loves basketball the feeling that she gets from being on the court from exerting herself physically but also yeah seeing the accomplishments of other other sports people so i wanted to kind of just show how, how as parents or people in community we need to encourage our kids uh and and their likes and whether whether that be um sports people or uh, rock stars, etc. It's not just sport, there's also the cultural aspect, uh, the crucial aspect of culture. Connection to culture is also another element that keeps Faber grounded through her relationship with her dad, who is also an academic and very strong on culture as well. I can talk from a personal perspective um, and and how it relates to Phoebe, the character in the book, but of course with my, my daughters, they're we, we live in the city, but uh, my country is a, is a couple of hours north of, of the city of Adelaide, and so my daughters spend a lot of time in that in that in that landscape, knowing that it has n- nurtured our people for tens of thousands of years. So for them to be able to learn about country, um, what 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 are the great foods to eat, how to get them, how to look after place, it gives them a different security. Um, yeah, I think it, it really grounds them. And then the stories that are attached to looking after place, they're all about ethics. And they're about looking after others, looking after yourself, and looking after country. And I think if you have that, if you have that purpose, um, it places you in really good stead for life. Jared Thomas, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today about uh, your new book, My Spare Heart, a book that I'd say is unputdownable. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for um, yeah taking the time to engage with My Spare Heart. I really appreciate it. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.